maybe you crushed business in college and maybe you've just read a, a ton of business and leadership books and organizational change and management and maybe a bunch of books on being an entrepreneur. However, regardless of how much knowledge you have acquired over these years, it's a lot different when you have to apply it in the real world. Knowledge plus experience is always equal to wisdom. And that's what you're going to get from this episode. I'm going to talk to you about some tips, or tips and tricks for building and running a business, right? How to do it successfully. You know, I mean, there's those folks out there that you know that have had years under their belt, right? In the market, in the industry. And they know what they're doing when it comes to business and they're really, really good at it. And those are probably some of the people that you admire. You read their books and you try to learn from. And so you're going to learn some things in this episode, like how Pepsi went over Burger King. And why patience is one of the best qualities to have before moving forward in business. And also the timing of things. And also managing your schedule. A well-organized and realistic schedule. So without further ado, let's get started. Hi, my name is Kirby Ingalls, and you're listening to the True Success Podcast. My goal is to help you find true success by helping you live a rich and satisfying life, a life of happiness and meaning, and becoming a pillar of your community. This podcast is designed to inspire you to write a new narrative, revolutionize the way we live, and create a ripple effect that resonates with future generations. There's this idea that business is all about numbers and growth. That's not really true. It's about your greatest asset and resource, people. And whether you are selling or hiring, you have to know who you are targeting. Who is much more than a name, and it is a persona, a personality, aches, pains, desires, and aspirations. If you can figure that out, you can predict their next moves. You probably have this image of a corporate professional in your head. But most of us have stereotypes and pictures of the businessmen in our head that have been shaped by media and other experiences. The best business leaders will talk to their boss, clients, and employees in a much different way. In episode 91, you are probably already aware of the different languages of leaders. You'll know that there's more to a person than what you see. It isn't what is on the outside that matters as much as finding out what's happening internally. So how do you understand your target better? Well, you start listening. 
There is a reason why they call it active listening. You take in what you hear and use different techniques to demonstrate you listen to what they said. Like paraphrase, clarifying, probing, and more active listening techniques that provide feedback that you were actually engaged and present with their conversation. This isn't much different with a customer or client either. For example, Pepsi tried to convince Burger King that people wanted choices and urged them to sell their drinks alongside Coca-Cola. Burger King didn't have it, and they were saying that they already had a line of soft drinks and gave their customers options with those drinks. But Pepsi wasn't listening until they finally saw something under the radar and they changed their approach. Much like Burger King was playing second string to McDonald's, Pepsi was back up to Coca-Cola. And when Pepsi decided to come at Burger King with a, hey, we are both in the same position here, BK decided to make the swap based off of the common ground, the interests, the positions, and the objectives they both had in common. Any good businessman will tell you to first put your ear to the ground before creating the product or making a proposal and understand your target's interest. Imagine getting ready to meet a new client. How do you make a great first impression? Maybe you play with preconceptions. Some unexpected behavior might work in your favor. Imagine you were a baseball scout or a football coach. You want to approach a potential player with some promise, and the player expects you to aggressively pursue them. So do the opposite of what they expect. You surprise. And be more interested in what you have to offer. Maybe you have an opportunity to introduce to an influencer who can add value to your organization. However, you knew that they expected you to be aggressive in pushing for their representation and brand association. So turn the tables and play with preconceptions. In fact, don't mention them representing you. Just introduce yourself and your business. Say a few words about their career and their future opportunities. They will be perplexed and wrong-footed and may even start pushing for a deal themselves. You can also try to personalize communication, and any personal comment should do. A few words or a few paragraphs, it really doesn't matter. Just show a bit of interest is going to grease those skids, you know what I mean? Use what you have, and you have to create personalized communication. Look, you can start with an email or a handwritten letter by telling them that you hope their work has gotten lighter, or even congratulate them on a success of a business deal. Now, this is a technique that I use in my coaching business, and I get the business journal for the Kansas City area. And when I see people who have successes, you know, or going through some things, it's an opportunity just to share a little bit with them, give them your thoughts, encourage them or congratulate them. Business is about people and their personalities. 
who are your greatest asset and resource. Make it work in your favor. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on Google Podcasts and leave a rating and review. See you on our next episode. Have you ever tried to sell something? Maybe it was when you were selling popcorn for Boy Scouts of America, like I did. Or a school fundraiser. How about those magazine sales? Making a proposal to a client or even pitching an idea. For sure, you wanted a positive response. So you negotiated and tried to persuade your way toward the desired objective. In that process, you could probably feel something was off or wasn't right as the conversation began to progress. Did you stop? Maybe you pressed on. In moments of doubt, you have to trust your feelings. Being uncomfortable is okay. At least the saying goes, that's where growth happens. But you might have to come to a complete stop if you are selling something valuable. It's an understandable response and choice. If something isn't feeling right or you are not getting good vibes, it's cool. Come back when things are better on another day when it is a bit sunnier. When others or when when we have other feelings, we should trust those as well. What does it feel like when you experience failure or a rejection? This is a challenge for most people who are in sales or have a, to sell a product or a service in their business because in the beginning, you do get a lot of objections and you fail often. Do you know that the best athletes fail more than they succeed? Major League Baseball players only get one hit out of every four at-bats, and that's considered average at the major league level. You need to learn to use these feelings to propel you forward to your desired state. And we all hate rejection and failure. It sucks. You can't deny the obvious. Just remember that it's not personal in business. And it's about what you're selling. But if you take it personal, it might make you redouble your efforts and commit to making your goals a reality. Rejection is an emotion that is powerful and can be harnessed. And if you do, you could potentially do some amazing things the next time around. Failure is no different. It doesn't feel good and it lingers around like a heavy fog or an old injury that acts up when it gets cold. But you can use these feelings as powerful motivators that can be an incentive to press on. The best ideas need to mature with time, and nothing works out perfect the first go-around. If an idea is not succeeding, it's probably not very good, or the timing is not right, and it can be surprisingly important timing. For instance, have you ever tried to start something, but the project quickly fell through? It boiled down to timing. 
unforeseen events like a pandemic or maybe skyrocketing inflation and severe supply chain delays. This things can derail what seemed to be a good plan. The project had simply become far too expensive and wasn't gaining any momentum. You were probably sure that this was a great idea. And then then there was demand for this idea. However, the external forces have intervened. Your product or service could be a success. Just not this time. Thanks to Murphy. In business, don't trash your ideas. A headwind can be expected at the beginning. And a no from a buyer, the bank, a partner, doesn't mean your idea is a bad one. Just not the right one. External factors beyond our control just might delay things a bit. Maybe a few weeks, a month, maybe years. Things will begin to develop eventually, and you might be able to catch that break and find a tailwind. A reaction that goes underappreciated in selling is silence. Yes, really, silence. Sometimes it's best not to say anything, especially the negative stuff. It may not be necessary to discuss the downside because it just doesn't serve a purpose, even if it seems relevant at the moment. Imagine you're selling an iPod. Even though the battery might need to charge every 10 hours, you're under no obligation to say so. The same is true if you knew the iPod will soon be replaced with an updated model with a 21-hour charge. So what? This will only help the potential buyers see the negative and delay their purchase until the next model or generation product comes out. Amplify the benefits and look past the limitations. You can't go wrong. In college, you're taught the boring stuff. No doubt about it. Accounting, supply chains, and inflation's impact on the business. How do you apply this information? How do you run and scale a company? The first thing that matters is quality. Focus from the start must be quality clients, employees, products, and services. Imagine you were the owner of a sports organization. Now consider one of the football players, right? As painful as it meant, as it is for me to admit, the one of the greatest of all time, like Tom Brady. I can't believe I just said that. At the time you were looking at him, he may have been unknown just like he was in his career. Imagine, right? Imagine that you were the owner of this sports organization. Now, there might be other players you know, out there who had similar careers. You know, we, we know who they are. Like my man, Kurt Warner, who worked in a grocery store and then became part of the world championship St. Louis Rams, the fastest on turf. With Isaac Bruce and Marshall Falk, a fantastic team. And then you have Frank Thomas, 
very similar. Moses Malone from the Utah Jazz. And even Stan Musial from my favorite St. Louis Cardinals. All these were relative unknowns. Someone saw their positive qualities, their class, their character, their courage and determination. These are traits that you want to represent your organization. You see, quality is what will gain you ground and solid footing in the marketplace. You don't have to be so quick to rush into these things. Don't grow for the sake of growing. Sometimes entrepreneurs and business owners can throw a lot of cash and try to fuel something and it gets a lot of momentum only to come crashing back down because the bottom falls out. It looks like a volatile stock on the charts. Go slowly, give yourself time, learn what makes a successful business And the key is to build a strong foundation, like a solid management team. Focus and strength is the key areas that will result in sustained growth over time. Let's go back to our example. In the first five to 10 years, you might only represent football players. You might easily represent other sports athletes and expand, such as Olympians, race car drivers, even fighters. Generally, you should focus on one course of action until success before diversifying. After five or ten years, a well-organized business with a strong foundation that you built may be ready for investors and a hot accelerant to give her some propulsion. Having patience from the start is the best way to start. There is no doubt about it. You are busy people. You are constantly in demand and try to do everything and have no time for life outside of the office. It doesn't have to be this way, you know? If you prioritize your time well, you can work in those non-work-related activities. The deal is you have to learn to prioritize yourself, your family, and the things that you value. Whether you take time out to go on a retreat with some friends or grab a couple of seats at the upcoming game, use my example. When I'm busy working as a senior leader in the military and as a contractor and then my own business while trying to take care of a family of five, I still had to find time to read, to take trips, and to just hang out with the family. If I had a meeting at 8 a.m. on a Saturday, I got up at 4.15 a.m. and found time in my daily routine. Most people would treat Saturday and Sundays are sleep-in days. Well, the important thing here is while scheduling, you need to allocate activity or time for your activities, but you got to be realistic. Meetings, emails, and clients, they're going to take up your time when we generally issue uh, less time than what we think we're going to use. So be sure to give yourself a little bit of a buffer on the backside of those meetings or the start of a new meeting. Once you carve out your schedule, 
Don't just start changing it on the fly through the week. Stick to it. If you have a plan, stick to it. Otherwise, why put the time and the effort into planning and preparing? You're just wasting time and energy at that point if you're just going to keep changing it. If something happens, check your schedule. Don't abandon it. Can you fit this in later in the day or maybe in the week? And if so, make it happen. And with this, you will be better at running your own organization and getting things done. This week, I want to share with you a review from T.E. Corner. He says, Kirby is a true leader and life influencer. He is on a mission to redefine leadership and success. Not only does he focus on success in the form of goals and accolades, but he brings to the surface the real value and positive influence people can bring to the workplace and world. Great show. Thank you, Kirby. Hey everyone, positive reviews from awesome customers like you help others to feel confident about choosing the True Success Podcast too. Could you just take 60 seconds and go and make a review and share your happy experiences? We will forever be grateful and thank you in advance for helping us out and maybe we'll read your review on a future episode. In summary, college isn't going to teach you everything you need to know about the real world. And reading books is only going to get you a certain amount of distance down the road. You're going to acquire a lot of knowledge, but it's a lot more than some of the numbers and the figures and the facts and the diagrams and the processes and all those things that's going to get thrown at you, right? There's a lot of interaction that needs to happen and a lot of self-discipline. But really, to be successful in running a business, in an organization, you got to recognize not only those formidable forces, but also your own demons. And if you focus on the quality of your organization and building on that foundation, and the timeliness of that path and journey, you're going to be much more successful. And you're going to find things a little bit easier when you put these things into realistic perspective. So here's what I want you to do. Go out and gain some insight. Get a mentor. Get a coach. Observe them. Learn from them. You know, one point in time, an apprentice would study under someone for seven years. And then there was another period of time, three to five years, where you moved to the next level. Before you would become a master at your craft. Now it's up to you to put all this information into action. Please check out the links in the show notes. Download a copy of the transcript and support us by smashing that like button. Leave a comment or review on whichever platform you are listening to this show on. Now go out and carry this story forward. 
My name is Kirby Ingalls. I appreciate you listening to this episode. Honor your service to others and love the impact that you are creating. You've been listening to the True Success Podcast. I'll see you next time.